the BRL fam has increased by one. Son of BRL has now arrived in this world, which makes the Patreon way more important now. Support the show that supports your scene and keep the show as successful as it is at the moment. Helping you that out. Patreon.com slash BRLSun. That is Patreon.com slash BRLSun. I've had no sleep. It's BRL, the podcast. Gav with you here and... Uh, this week's program is uh, a throwback to an interview that I did with Kid Pharaoh. This was off the back of the album Ancient Revolution, his first uh, full-length record, and uh, it's a fascinating conversation. Forgot all about this until uh, this little project to bring back some of these old Joondalup era conversations. So, without any further ado, a forgotten interview of BRL history, and it bloody well shouldn't be, so here it is. My chat with Kid Pharaoh in 2017. Phone is the gentleman responsible for that track you just heard on the radio and uh, an EP full of absolute jams. Uh, this is one of my favorite records of the year so far, Kid Pharaoh. So welcome to Beats, Rhymes and Life. Thank you, man. Thank you for that. Now, it's uh, called Ancient uh, Revolution, but there's little you know, parentheses around the R. I'm, I'll ask you about that stuff in just a sec. But um, uh, this seems to have, well, not seems, it does have a theme around the uh, the, the Arab Spring and uh, the uh, revolution that happened in Egypt in 2011. Yep. So um, is this yep. pretty much a story from the side of the revolution for pretty much the start? Is this like sort of some different looks of that? It, it's kind of like a perspective from the, the revolutionaries responsible for specifically like the revolution that occurred in Egypt, you mm-hmm. know, just because like uh, coming from like an Egyptian perspective, I guess. So it's kind of like a look from like the revolutionaries, you know, the young people that were in the street protesting. Um, you know, it's a very, it was a very like social media based revolution. Mm. So like, it was, like, one of the first kind of ones like that, like, during the Arab Spring. Like, we haven't really seen, like, a revolution that was, like, triggered by kind of social media with people, like, online telling people, like, you know, we've had enough, like, let's get out there and do something about it. So it's definitely, like, a massive event. And I felt like with my last album, New Dynasty, that was kind of, like, a look on the ancient side of, like, my Egyptian culture. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it was only right moving forward that we had to, like, kind of cover the modern perspective as well so i felt like just moving forward that was just like what had to be done kind of thing now um as a as a gentleman of egyptian descent of yourself um back in 2011 now um you're only uh well basically you're 20 years old uh so you would have been 14 when this happened now um sort of watching this on tv and i'm sure you kept a keen eye on it back then uh you know definitely a bit of invested interest there of course um, yeah. yeah. Did you sort of feel a bit weird? Was there sort of like, even though, okay, I'm 14 years old, did, did you feel like you should have been there? Um, 
we I actually it's funny that you asked that because I was actually there like I reckon maybe a year or two after it happened like like right after the initial kind of revolutions happened we went over there kind of to visit our family over there and oh wow yeah we didn't like I didn't I saw like somewhat of the aftermath of it but I didn't really see like obviously what was going on like to that degree that you see on TV but I specifically like remember like seeing like a lot of like people lining up to vote and stuff right after like kind of the corrupt government had been overthrown like the democratic you know voting system had come in I definitely remember seeing people like lining up like for streets streets because people were so keen to actually get their voice heard and stuff and it, that had finally happened for them um but yeah it was definitely weird just watching it on TV because like a part of me was kind of like not exactly sure what was going on kind of thing. Like I really didn't know the specific details of it till like probably the making of this project, mm. like the, the like nitty gritty details of like, okay, why is this happening? When did it happen? So like back watching it. Yeah. It was definitely confusing, but I definitely still understood the significance of it. And like just seeing, you know, my whole family was just, you know, watching, like, watching the TV on the social media, like, keeping up to date with it, I definitely could tell, like, how significant it was. But, yeah, like, I really didn't, like, get into the details of it until making this album, which definitely helped, like, research-wise, like, get into the details for this project that just came out. So, um, yeah, on on the ground there, I know, yeah, as you said, you know, there was, there was lines of people looking to uh, get in their vote for the very first time in 30 years um yeah how did it feel do you do you have many conversations on the ground at the time uh i didn't like at the time kind of thing yeah like i said like i didn't really have that much detail on it but definitely um like in the making of this album i definitely like went back and asked like family members and like you know like cousins and stuff like Mm. just to kind of get like a better perspective of i definitely like did a bit of research on it and just like, yeah, just general research. Like I really understood like how actually important this was. Cause just, just looking back on it, like for a country not to be able to like to vote or have their voice heard for 30, like 30 years is like a kind of like outside, you know, it's like a very foreign concept to people like us in Australia kind of thing. Like we, we're so used to being able to go out there and vote and, have our opinions heard but over there like 30 years under the same person it's like and and like a person that they weren't happy with as Mm. well like 30 years is like a really really long time for that to happen so yeah like i i remember like when um like president mubarak was actually overthrown like i remember like that night very specifically like everyone was like so happy like so so happy like australia like everyone was like oh calling each other, like, telling each other oh, how big this was kind of thing. Um, sorry about that. It's all good. It's all good. I'm sorting Um <laughs> As we are interrupted by the dog, give the dog a shout-out. What's his name? Yeah, uh, his name's Tommy. Oh, well, uh, shouts to Tommy. <laughs> yeah, I'll sort him out in a second. All right, he's going crazy. It's all good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so pretty much, yeah, just, like, after 30 years after that, like, going down, just, I remember how big that was. Like, it's a very big event. And kind of just the reason that I made this project right now, like, 
I feel like it's an event that we don't really talk about as much these days anymore. No, we know we don't. I like, completely forgot about it until I actually, you know, yeah, saw the bits and pieces sure. about this. I was that like, was, yeah, that was definitely one of the reasons that I wanted to bring it back to, like, the surface. Like, since, like, we haven't seen, like, a massive, like, event like that for a while. Like, I remember it was a very common thing, like, around that time because, like, there was a lot of countries, like, Arab Spring-wise, there was a lot of countries where that was happening. Mm. Um, and so, like, people, I reckon, like, just foreigners just seeing that on TV, it's, like, kind of, like, kind of came, like, redundant. Like, oh, it's just another country, it's just another country. But, like, just, like, me personally, like, I understood how significant the Egyptian one was. And so, like come to 2017 after like six years of that happening i was like well no one's really talking about this anymore like this is a massive event that really like like really changed like the way we look at like certain democracies and certain countries like and i feel like that needs to be brought back to the surface kind of thing so it was like i was definitely deeper than music even though there was like a very deep musical aspect to this but just concept wise i definitely wanted to like hit it on the head like real hard in terms of yeah like why this needs to be brought back to the surface kind of thing. And it also seems, uh, I guess it's the most positive of the Arab Spring events because you think about Libya, that place is, uh, you know, a war zone. Syria is hell on earth right now. Yeah. Uh, at least Egypt sort of was, I guess, spared that for... Um, you know, uh, the president stepping aside after you know, some protests, and um, I'm, 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 I don't know the 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 statistics. I'm not a full book. I've sort of, yeah. I've, once again, I'm wondering. Probably a lot of people just completely forgot about Egypt um, coming back to democracy after 30 years. So, um, is it was there a was there a bit more sort of um, resistance than most people think? Uh, resistance in terms of like... Uh, like the, was there any military interventions when it came oh, to Egypt? Like, very, very, like, so pretty much, like, the, just in terms of what I'm talking about on the album, it's like very general in terms of like just revolutionary themes. Mm. Um, it does get into like, it does get into certain events like deeply, but just to break it down, like, the initial um, revolution was to overthrow President Mubarak, who was the one who, like, who was the dictator for 30 years. Mm. He stepped aside, and then the first election, um, like the first election after he was overthrown, um, a man named uh, Mohammed Morsi was elected, and mm. he was part of the Muslim Brotherhood, um, which was like a very controversial like, a very controversial group who are actually now considered a terrorist group in Egypt. Like, they actually classified them a terrorist group. But back then, they were actually, like, a political party. Mm. And um, so after he, after President Morsi was elected, um, another, like, revolution occurred where, like, demonstrations of the same kind of thing happened. And he was actually overthrown after that. So within, like, a, like a couple of years, two presidents had gone after seeing, like, after seeing the same president for 30 years. So... Wow. And the reason I bring that up is to answer the question about, like, military resistance because mm. after President Morsi had gone, um, yeah, so the I think it was the army general, uh, Sisi, who was currently the president of Egypt now. So the army kind of went in and actually got the Morsi out. So mm. the army, like, went... Yeah, like, they got 
the second president out, and then they took like they took hold of the country. Wow. And so the army general is now the president of Egypt right now, and he was like kind of like a massive savior to everyone. Like, like I was like watching stuff about it, and like people were like, you know, putting flags up of him. They had like cakes with his face on it and stuff. Like he was like a like their, their messiah, like to to get rid of not only the first corrupt president but the second corrupt president as well. So like the army definitely played like a massive role in Egypt. Like for for a while, like after the second president had been overthrown, like they were in charge of the country kind of thing until the army general eventually became the president. So yeah, it was like I did, like I didn't really get into the specific events other than other than like the first mm. president had been overthrown. I definitely got into that on the album. But um yeah, a lot more happened um after that. So it's like yeah, it's like that's why and that's another reason why, like, I really wanted to bring this to kind of the forefront because, like, it's a, a series of events that I feel like people should definitely know about. Like, I feel like they'll definitely be talking about this in, like, schools and textbooks and stuff in, like, 10, 10 years, even maybe less or something. But it's definitely, like, a massive event that happened. And, uh, yeah, once again, considering that uh, this one's gone, uh, oh, well, reasonably well compared to you know, the, the other regions that had uprisings and overthrows at the time and, uh, you know, are now horrible, horrible places to be. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let's actually talk about the, the music itself now for this record. Now, um, uh, there's a, there's kind of a, a small departure production-wise as well because on the uh, the first couple is very sort of boom, bat, very 90s feel. Um, New Dynasty sure, had that, yeah. um, 97 Chronicles, of course had that feel um but this one um you know a bit more 808 action uh, uh, a little trappy in stages but you know it's not trappy with uh drink it drink it up you know it's a that you know obviously there's a message behind yeah. this entire thing so For um sure. w- was that a conscious decision at the time i definitely i definitely wanted to move on from like not like fully move on from the boom bap sound but i definitely wanted to like continue to experiment and like evolve because there was, like, a very big stage where I was, like, just straight, like, listening to, like, boom bap artists, like, during the making of, like, 97 Chronicles and New Dynasty, like, definitely, like, just listening to them for inspiration, like, sound-wise. Um, but I definitely always wanted to start with the boom bap kind of thing. So, mm. obviously, like, I'm always, like, in touch with the new music. Like, I'll always, like, the, I don't think there's been a point, like, in the last, like, few years where I haven't been like up to date with all the new music so I'm definitely hearing all the new sounds that are coming out hearing everything so I'm always in touch with that so I definitely wanted to perfect like how I made it like how I put my unit um, on that sound and definitely put that out and conscious decision wise I just felt like yeah that was just the right next step to go and I feel like even like with the live shows like the couple of live shows I've done with this content like it's definitely been like a lot crazier than, like, just the straight kind of boom bap. Like, I definitely felt like it's been, like, the live shows have definitely gone, like, a lot... They've gone off kind of thing. Like, it's been, like, a lot more enjoyable experience to, like, perform with the crowd, like, really responds with it. But, yeah, like, just... I didn't want to go into it and, like, do, like, a trap sound that sounds like... Like, like mimicry kind of thing. Like, that sounds like someone else. I really wanted to put my own spin on it, which is why, like... I think you'll hear in songs like The Times, uh, you know, with Mick and IMD on it, like, it's a very, like, it starts out with, like, a very soulful, like, sample, 
but like and then it gets into like the harder drums like which is really what I was going for like I really wanted to keep kind of the soulful sampled sound that you get on the first two projects but mm. also kind of get the drums like the 808 like get those hard like hitting drums in it so I definitely wanted to like put my own spin in it which I felt like I definitely did but yeah just going forward from the first two projects I definitely did want to move forward because like Boom Bap is definitely still a love of mine. Like, I'll never fully move on from it, but I feel like it's definitely something that, you know, we can you can always come back to. Like, artists will always come back to, like, even, like, a Kanye or something. Like, if you listen to all his albums, like, all his albums will, like, be, like, a significant departure, like, style-wise, but there will always be hints of, like, that soul sampling and, like, you know, the drum that he's very known for. So, like, you can always come back to that, but I definitely felt like... For this one, yeah, I just wanted to experiment a little bit more. Absolutely, and and it's um you've you've got the mix right as well. Like as I said, this is a uh, one of my favorite records of the year so far. You know, I Thank you. Man. Actually, sat down and put on the headphones and listened to it. Um, it's you know a time of recording day off. That's when I normally do this program. So it's just like yeah. all right, cool. I'll spend the next forty minutes listening to this record and just absorbing and. Uh, seeing where this goes now um uh, you got of course the uh, mick jenkins and imd on the what we would consider the the lead track from this one um now the rest of it is pretty much you on your own um but you do say that you got a uh, how in the background on a couple of tracks and uh is it charbel yeah 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 um doing some bits and pieces for you as well now um also, one thing I, I did notice on this is, um, you know, because it is a, a revolutionary uh, time, and it's uh, that's the theme of the record. That you also use a sort of there's all there's it's kind of a, a constant march in this, and there's a, a lot of sort of chanting involved. Uh, was that yeah. sort of how you were planning to put that out? Was that once again conscious decision? For sure, like the the chant that you hear, like on the first one on the first one in the song Flags, like there's like an Arabic chant that translates to um, we want to like overthrow the regime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the translation from Arabic and that was one of the most common chants within not just the Egyptian revolution but within like a lot of the countries, like the Arabic countries. Like that was a very common chant. Like just like when I was just like looking for a sample to like sample it just like off the internet, like just like a video to sample that of, like there was like hundreds of videos like from like Libya, Sudan, Tunisia, like it was a very, very uncommon theme that was going through like the countries and just that chance. So I definitely wanted to incorporate that within like the first song just like to get you that feel. Um and yeah, like and then the marching theme, yeah, definitely. Like I feel like flags and march off the album definitely represent like the more protest vibe a lot more than like the other tracks do. Like, I kind of describe them as, like, yeah, like, the marching chants, like, your protest, like, your protest anthems kind of thing. Like, because just because, like, the actual on-foot protests were such a big part of what, like, the revolution was made of kind of thing. Like, those were the pictures that you saw on the TV. Those are the pictures you saw on, like, Facebook and Twitter. Like, because I, I read, like, in the Egyptian revolution at one point, there was, like, in the millions like, in the million of, like, millions of people, like, actually on the streets at once, which at first I didn't believe, like, because it's such a massive number. But, yeah, like, there were so many people on the streets. Like, they occupied the entire kind of country. It's just, like, a massive event. So, 
yeah, like the chants and the protests, like they're the very foundation, like just to be able to use your voice just to, you know, for good, like those chants, like you definitely need that sense of like protest within it. So I think on the album, just the representation of the protest through those two songs specifically was definitely important. But yeah, yeah, for sure. See, yeah, it's, it's a pay to actually sit down and listen to these things every so often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, let, let's talk about the the um, the sort of the other stuff, which is you know the the visual aids and the tours and all that kind of stuff. You've uh, made a video for Revolution, so mm. um, yeah, tell us about the the making of that. Yeah. Um. Basically, the video for that one—that's the second track on the album. Um. I like. That, that's actually my first music video ever, kind of thing. So I oh. really wanted, I really wanted to like, a, like, right, always has like a very, like a a want to make like a significant music video, significant of like a story kind of thing. I've never really like just music videos that are just like rapping kind of thing. Like, even though there's a lot of rapping in this one, it's like tied in story kind of thing. So in the video, like the story is. There's a kid who, like, it's it's more of, like, he's, like, a vigilante kind of thing mm. who's going, like, against, like, a certain authority. It's, like, a big it's like a big metaphor that I'll explain. But, yeah, he... Basically, the motif in this is, like, light bulbs. And so the light bulbs are used as kind of in, like, a drug dealing system kind of thing where the kid is trying to get these, like, light bulbs and then, like, eventually distribute them. But there's two, like, masked figures that are trying to, like, get, get it off him. Um, and so, like, to stop him from distributing those light bulbs. And so, but, but by the end of the video, you know, um, comes out of that, he perseveres through that, and then he eventually, like, finds this, like, big light bulb from the authority who, you know, he uses that to his advantage and eventually, like, brings the light back on. Mm. So that that's all representative of, like, the revolution-type theme. Like, the kid is, like, the Egyptian people... And the light is like the truth and it's the people's ideas. And then the authority of like the masked figures in the video are like the government kind of thing. So the government for like 30 years were trying to, to block people's light, were trying to, to hide the truth from the people. So that's what the video is representing. So I definitely like me and the directors of that video, you know, the, the dudes who I worked with on that, we very intricately like planned out you know, what would represent what, who would play who, just to make sure that the the right themes came through. Like, we definitely did a, a lot of cuts of that video because the first couple of cuts is like, oh, you know, I don't know if this, like, brings off the right message or if this plays out right. Like, are people going to understand it kind of thing? And a lot of, yeah, I've had a lot of people message me like, like, I don't know what I just watched. Like, I feel like it's just, it's just it's about lights or is it, about but yeah like that's the deeper meaning kind of thing but i've had a lot of people as well like message me their interpretations of it so like they're like I've, like yeah like i don't even remember them all but like i've had a lot of people like message me with their like viewpoint and their like story that they've made up behind it and like it's still kind of relevant like so it's definitely open for interpretation but the video in that sense yeah that's what it represents that we, we were going for so and so everything ties in with the revolutionary theme for sure yeah 
Indeed. And uh, you can check that video, by the way. It's on our Facebook page right now. So uh, go look at our uh, Facebook page. That video will be there pretty much at the very top for you folks to have a look at. Now, um, one final question is where do people go and get this? Uh, it's everywhere. SoundCloud, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Tidal if you use Tidal, but probably not. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, man. Like, There's even like a full video of it on YouTube, like a 40-minute video that just plays the whole thing through. So yeah, it's everywhere. So that's what we definitely wanted to make sure that it was just accessible to like people really have no excuse not to get it kind of thing. So yeah, it's everywhere. So uh, go and find it pretty much anywhere. It's it's fantastic. Um, and if you want a, a copy of it, it's uh, definitely on iTunes, or uh, you can go cop it on the Bandcamp as well. So it's a it's That's a fantastic true. record. This is um, one of my favorites of the year so far, um, and uh, this is it's a fantastic record. So just yeah, hats off to you for an awesome record and. Um, one final question before you go. Will there be possibly a Perth visit with this record and anything else? If someone invites me to come to Perth, then I'm there, man. I'm there. Like, I'm hoping someone, like, someone big enough to come to Perth can, like, you know, bring me on tour or something. But I don't have any initial plans, but I'm definitely trying to get to as many places as I can, like, in the near future. So definitely keep, keep posted with that one. Indeed. Well, uh, we'll play another track from this record right now here on Beats, Rhymes, and Life. It is called Ancient Revolution. Thank you very much for your time, Kid Pharaoh. Thank you for having me, man. Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of best beats programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. Tune1.com.au. That's tune, the number one, .com.au. Tune One, proud show sponsor.